0: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
1: Welcome! The Casamigos Big Shot of the Night is brought to you by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos tequila is brought to you by those who drink it. Man, tonight's Casamigos big shot of the night can only go to one guy. Banger, banger, banger. That's a hat trick for Chris Kreider. You just heard Marco with the update. And uh, I did take a call on the Rangers not too long ago, and we were talking about how, like, they're turning it around. You know, they, they wrote the Rangers off, and the Rangers didn't write back. I mean, they're at the top. They're at the top of the division. They did have, obviously, a rough start to 2024 but here we are in february and it seems like with obviously jonathan quick stabilizing shesterkin getting back right in i mean you can give up goals if you score seven goals you're most likely gonna win i mean the over under for most hockey games not even seven so big shout out to chris Kreider putting the puck in the net three times tonight kasumi goes big shot of the night 877-337-6666. three three seven sixty six sixty six. We're talking sports on the fan, duh. Let's go to my guy Josh in Passaic. What's up, Josh?
2: Good, Keith. How are you?
1: You know, I'm good, Josh. I said, I said, what's up, Josh? You said good. I noticed that recently. I'm like, I gotta yeah, ask, I gotta good. ask you good how you doing? Great to
2: be alive. Good
1: is you. in a response to what's up. I mean, what's up is like, you know, not much. Um, yeah, I'm chilling. You know. So let's. Every, all right, let's, every from
2: day, the, every day is a blessing. From the t- okay. from the
1: top, I'll I'll switch it up. I'll say, all right. Uh, Josh is in Passaic. How you doing, Josh?
2: Great, Keith. <laughs>
1: <laughs> there we go.
2: Okay, so first, I was actually really looking forward to you know all the Devils' opportunities tonight. You know, chanting Nico on yeah. the fan. I really thought they'd have one, these, especially that Jack Hughes. You know, after the power play, where he, that's like his specialty. You know, getting on the side and he hit the cross by one point, point. and then. And that that was of too many opportunities that they, they don't take advantage of. And that's what happened tonight. They only scored one goal.
1: Yeah, it didn't get it done. It, it got chippy. It got spicy. They were fighting them, and I wanted to see them fight and win the fight, and they end up losing
2: the fight. Whenever they play these like older, like you know, more like defensive, stronger teams like the Kings and the Hurricanes, the offense just really struggles. It's just hard to watch.
1: Um, yeah, and they needed that win. And you're trying to build a winning streak, and now you don't have a winning streak anymore. And now you have this game coming up against the Flyers. You need that one outdoors. And uh, I hate to say it, but I'm not even going to say it. We'll see what happens. We got some more games to go. We don't
2: know. They also just starting to but Keith, with like Juan Soto, I understand that he's a player, but like, I think there's two things people are pushing. First is that the whole record thing, is that just because most players, um, good there, they are? usually don't start. They usually don't start till like whatever they're like twenty two, twenty three. Juan Soto started very early. That's the reason he got so many walks so quickly. He does have a great eye. Like I don't know if he likes Ted Williams. I mean, I, I mean, I never saw Ted Williams play. Might have seen like one clip of him. But like the way people speak of him, like I don't know if it's ready for Juan Soto. And I was listening to a different radio this morning during you know when the ads for Boomerangio and the guy's calling on trying to and he's telling. uh the host, he doesn't know baseball because he thinks Aaron Judge is better than Juan Soto. Just like, think he just, like, relax a drop of Juan Soto. He's grateful, like, it's pushing. He needs more money than Judge, isn't that? He's a good player, but he, act, you don't think he's nearly as good as Judge, right? Like, it's a stupid thing that people are saying.
1: It's different. I think they're both really good. I think they're two of the best hitters in the game. I think, like... Not for nothing. Judge strikes out. And like Juan Soto might not strike out as much. I don't know. You can compare the numbers. They're different guys. They hit from different sides of the plate. They have different approach approaches. Obviously, you know, home runs, chicks dig the long ball. So everybody's gonna say, look at all the home runs from Judge. I mean, other people are gonna say, look at how much Juan Soto gets on base. He can mash 40 home runs and he's gonna work a bunch of walks. Um, I'm happy to have both of them on my team. I'm happy that Pitchers will come to Yankee Stadium, have to face the fans, and in the first three outs, they got to face Juan Soto and Aaron Judge. They're on the same side.
2: Keith, if, if you could only pick, let's say, one of them. I'm picking Judge. I'm picking my guy. Right. I'm picking our guy. Right, the guy with the power. And like any time, right, you need a clutch at I, bat, right? I, Not base as low as you get on base.
1: I've seen Juan Soto play. But I haven't seen all of his games. I haven't watched his entire career that closely. Like, I wasn't checking for Nationals games. I wasn't staying up to watch the Padres. I have seen a ton of Aaron Judges at bats live. Judges literally, if we're in the stadium and you're talking too much and you're not paying attention, I'm like, Judge Judges batting. Pay attention. It's different. It's different.
2: And then with the Mets, so first, I want to give a shout-out to Ozzy, who told me he's going to listen tonight. So if you're listening, shout-out to you. So with the Mets... I've seen a lot on this, like, every, like, maybe it's on Bleacher Report, a different article on this, like, everybody predicting Mark Vientos' is home runs to shoot up. I mean, do, do you really think that? I mean, like, is he really going to just break out? I mean, it's not. Listen, last year wasn't his first year. It wasn't his rookie year. And except for a few home runs he had, he's, like, an unhealthy stance in. What was he, 215? Like, do you really think he's going to break out this year?
1: I'm changing my tune on Mark Vientos. I don't know. I haven't seen much from him, but maybe this is the year. Maybe he worked in the offseason. He's going to shut everybody up and be a great hitter. Uh, I had a call one night, and someone was saying, "Well, you know, he tore up the minors." And I hate when people say that the minors are the minors with other minor leaguers and unproven major leaguers. Like these guys are in the minors for a reason. I don't care if you tore, tore up the minors, prospects or suspects. But I'm I'm changing my tune on Mark Vientos because we're about to find out sooner rather than later. Like we're about to see what he, what he's got. He's going to get an opportunity to have some at bats. Maybe he proves us all wrong.
2: Like I would, I still like that way more with like Brett Favre. Not like a break in at home runs, but at least he had. Like I, he kind of struggled towards like the mid towards the end, but like at least he had a few weeks straight where he was hitting the ball. But really, the guy I just want to see him improve is Alvarez, right? How the number one prospect? And he had a few good weeks to start, but then he got really cold. Only like a one home run like um, span of a month. But we'll have, we'll have to see. Keith, thanks for taking my call. Have a great night.
1: Thanks for the call, Josh. I'll say to that that last year is last year. It's done. So, you know, last year I wasn't as good at host at hosting a five hour show. I don't know if that's true. But you know what I'm saying? Like, last year is last year. Guys can improve. Guys can be better. And you got to stop living in 2023. I said that on Twitter today when Cashman was talking about none of us want to go back to 2023. Some Yankee fans do. Some Yankee fans want to stay stuck in 2020. I hate this team. Fire Cashman. I can't believe. And it's like, yo, did you even watch? Did you actually follow the team? Did you see why they went 23 and 23? Did you watch prior years? No, you just want to live in. I can't believe they were a 500-ball club. They lost nine games in a row. They couldn't hit. They could only score three runs. There was a reason for all of that. That's done now. They have a different club, and Juan Soto was on this club. Nick is down in the Jersey Shore. What's up, Nick? You're on the fan.
3: Hi, Keith. Hey, 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 hey. What's up? Do you remember some someone uh, asked you if you could do a whole bar mitzvah thing for their What's call it called again? For the bar mitzvah, and you
1: say happy bar mitzvah or something? Oh, uh, a cameo, um, a cameo video. Yeah, I have, I have, I have cameo. I've, I've done like three or four of them. Uh, I did recently um, do.
3: Or maybe it was my brother who emailed you. Ooh.
1: Remember that? Um, I don't know. I probably did it. I ever, people ask me to do things. I, I, I you know.
3: It was, I, it was two years ago, but you did it. I, I never called you to say thank you.
1: Oh well, great. Um, I don't know. What did I? Would I send you a video on an email? No, you sent a recording
3: on an email. A voice recording? To tell, me, uh, ha- uh, what's to tell me, like,
1: congratulations. Oh, I don't know, dude. You're welcome. Um, I don't necessarily recall. I just, I probably added it to my to do list. Every yeah, I'm
3: sure you that it was you. Don't worry. It was you. <laughs>
1: yeah, you're sure it was me. Where are you from in the shore area, Nick? Uh,. Uh, what's well, you, don't, uh, you don't have to say on the radio you think somebody's going to track you down they're going to match your voice pinpoint your uh, your house and swatch you yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah I'm not so comfortable
1: with that yeah you don't have to tell anybody I'm from Ocean Township I grew up in <laughs> I grew up in Middlebrook Apartments off Rustic Drive, 1413
3: I'm not going to tell you where but I was close to you, don't worry okay cool, I'm not worried
1: okay. what What you got for us though?
3: I want to talk
1: about the Yankees, Soto. Yeah, same. Let's do it. They got, they
3: got, they gotta keep him next year.
1: You got him. Yeah, I think that's like, in the plans. You give up, uh, yeah, they got, they got. you give up. I all know that you gotta keep them. You give up Michael King and you give up Randy Vasquez and Johnny Brito and Kyle Gashio. Yeah, you gotta keep them.
3: Uh, also, they. Uh, that's going to cost them like $500 million, though. That's the problem. I don't know yeah, if Cashman had that. That's fine. With him paying judge, Cashman, Cashman doesn't
1: have $500 million, but Hal Steinbrenner does.
3: Cashman's a man. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but uh, they're playing a lot of people. I don't know if gonna, uh, Hal's going to break open his Baker account. Uh, you know?
1: The Los Angeles Dodgers just put out a billion dollars this offseason for two players.
3: I understand that, but Los Angeles Dodgers have, like, six owners, and all of them are very, 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 very rich. I don't yeah, think The, hell, the Yankees are the most there.
1: valuable franchise, and I just don't think that you bring a guy here for one year and, and then lose the bidding war on him.
3: No, it's not like the Yankees. The Yankees usually get those guys.
1: But so I'm,
3: I'm not so worried.
1: No, I'm not so worried either. And they, They've actually missed out on a bunch of guys. Recently, they missed out on Yamamoto. But I think with Juan Soto... <laughs> It, it, it takes two to tango. There's two sides to this. I think he's going to be more inclined to sign with the Yankees. Not saying he's going to take a discount, but I think, you know, he's going to want to stay a Yankee, and the Yankees are going to show up when it's time to ante up for him.
3: Yo, can I switch the topic to the Knicks for a second?
1: To the Knicks?
4: Yeah, why yeah.
5: Not? Um, I So, I, point number one, you have to give Leon Rhodes credit,
1: man. I've been. Worldwide West and Leon Rose, they they have done it, man. Yep.
5: I, I, honestly, I, I'm kind of surprised that Brunson's uh, in the three-point shootout, but I think DiVincenzo, Kenzo should be there.
4: Mm,
1: I think with Brunson making the All-Star team and not being a starter, it's another opportunity for the world to see him. He can shoot. Sure and i think he's a guy that that has dreamed of this he's such an nba fan his dad yeah. bringing him around like i, I think he he's
5: that dad, dad's an assistant coach on the Knicks. you know that, right
1: of course i know that yeah
5: um also another thing i think og and obi i think that was like the, the best pickup one of the best pickups in new york
1: well yeah it, you're it you're, you're missing that guy that that guy was like i mean once he went down that's when you started to worry a little bit then you lose julius the, the version of the Knicks that you've seen the last two weeks is not the Knicks. They needed this no, all-star no, break no, more than no. anybody in the league.
5: Yeah, losing two to the Magic and the Rockets. Whatever, didactic.
1: whatever. Lose some games and, and rest up and come back with a vengeance. Right. Uh, come back strong. Another
5: point, um, Jacob Toppin, gun contest.
1: Yeah, he's in there.
5: You, you ever heard him speak about Obi? funny, it's funny. You got to listen to it.
1: Nah, what does he say about his brother?
5: Nah, he's, like, saying how, you know, he play, he play dunk contests with him, and he's like, yo, I'm better. It's, like, a whole thing.
1: Oh, yeah, sibling rivalry. Dunker's Delight <laughs> Jr. Yeah. And, and Dunker's Delight Jr. Jr. Their dad is Dunker's Delight. Yeah? That was his name. That was, like, his street basketball name.
5: Yeah, I think it was, like, genetic, I think.
1: Well, no, it's definitely genetic. It's definitely passed yeah. on. Yep,
5: 100%. All right. Cheers, have a good one, yeah?
1: Yeah, mazel toh. Appreciate y'all. I don't remember doing that, but I got to check my email. I probably did. You know, I told you, all I'm from the shore area. I grew up with a ton of Jewish people. I've probably been to like 15 bar and bat mitzvahs. So if you hit me up, hit me up and tell me you're going to pay me to rock the mic at your bar mitzvah. Now, that would be something. But I also will do a little cameo. I think my cameo was like 30 bucks. And then if you ask me, if you get my email and you ask me to do a shout out or something, of course, I'm going to say, you know, um, happy or, um, I don't know, is it Happy Bar Mitzvah? Mazel Tov, Happy Bar Mitzvah. Congratulations and, you know, be nice about it. 877 337 6666. Let's keep rocking. Let's keep rolling. Lou is down in Asbury Park, New Jersey, Dark City, 07712. Keith, what's up, buddy boy? How you
6: doing?
1: You know, hanging in there, watching. Uh, you know this um, re-air of the Rangers game. Since I didn't catch it live, I, I wasted my time watching the Devils lose. I got uh,
7: I got two quick things for you, real fast. First off, these uh these baseball jerseys. Um, Atrocious. Those, those DH, um, <laughs> bro, yeah, these, they look like dh They D-H-Gate look gate <laughs> Jerseys make these jerseys look authentic. Okay, right. they are. The worst things I've ever seen in my entire life. I have no idea. Listen, now, now, Fanatics did a good job with Top's baseball cards after they made the acquisition of Tops, and now they're taking over Panini in the card market. They, they did a good job with Tops, but I was always afraid because Fanatics' product was always mid at best. They never put out a good product. Um, so hopefully the jerseys will get better over time, but. Um, well, what they're
1: putting out right now is not it at all. No, and it's like and, uh, it's just like I don't know. We'll see. I think if the players complain enough, they'll get changed. But supposedly some players are saying like, "Oh, they're lightweight. They feel better." All right, but like fans like to buy the jerseys, wear the jerseys. At least for the Yankees.
5: I don't even fans. know how Nike. Yeah, I don't know I don't how Nike's how Nike on
1: board.
7: Would allow that.
1: Something's gonna come out that they like. Sa- they save some money somehow. Like fanatics, like you know, cut some costs and save some money going this route, and it really wasn't performance-based. And, uh, you know, for the Yankee fan, I was looking at that new road gray jersey, and I was like, yeah, maybe I'll get a Juan Soto like that. But not if, like, no, I have some authentic jerseys. They're heavy when you put them on. Like, they're they're thick. Yeah, they're absolutely. heavy.
7: Well, look what they did with the Dodger jersey, too. They messed up the whole front of the Dodger name. I mean, Yeah, the I way that, that the, the awesome. script is written. Yeah, exactly, exactly.
6: Thanks
1: for the call, Lou. I I, got to let you go. Sounds like there are boxes falling wherever you are. Appreciate the call. It just sounds like, I don't know, they're playing knock hockey in the background or something. Sounds like you guys are moving tonight. (laughs) That happens all the time. I was listening to, like, I think I was listening to the CBAC show the other night, and somebody was standing in the street, and the fire truck went by. You could hear the sirens so loud. I had my... My AirPods in. I was like, well, damn. <laughs> like, like, this guy is literally, are you, are you on the fire truck? You calling the fan on the fire truck? Standing in the street? I forget what, what Chris said. Chris was like, are you a street performer? Are you standing in the street? Bruh. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, just having fun. Loopy on a late night. C-Max coming up next. Bruce out in Flushing, my guy, back
4: on the fan. Hey, Chiefs. Three Yankee points if I can. Yes, sir. If the Yankees knew in December that at first had back surgery. It behooved them to pick up that extra relief pitcher they were trying all winter. So my question to you is, why the heck didn't they?
1: Yeah, they always feel like they can piece together a bullpen. Um, they believe in Tommy Canely. They didn't care to bring back Wandy Peralta. Uh, I don't know. They, they they did add guys like Cody Poteet and like Luke Weaver and... Uh, some other randoms that we'll we'll end up seeing. Um, they posted some guys today, actually, that I was like, oh, I forgot these guys were on the team. So they, they did add. They just didn't add anybody that we're writing home about or we're like, oh, can't wait to see this guy in, in pinch. Like They didn't bring back Keenan Middleton. Um,
4: but Efforts was supposed to be like one of their main guys. And, and these guys may work out. It may not work out, but you still have to say they're a question mark.
1: Caleb Ferguson. We're going to see Caleb Ferguson. We're going to see...
4: Victor Gonzalez.
1: Victor Gonzalez. Like, yeah, whatever.
4: Whatever. Second point. We all know how well-connected Jack Curry is. We all know how connected Michael K is. During the uh, stove episodes, they kept referring to Efros as one of the guys... The Yankees are going to have get back and and be a key guy. My question to you, and I know you can't necessarily answer for them, but in your humble opinion, what it, did they know and didn't say anything because the Yankees didn't know about it, but didn't want to announce it? or they actually didn't know about it and were duped by the Yankees?
1: Yeah, they never seem to know about injuries, right? They you know they had Jose Trevino out there playing with a bum wrist for months. Uh, they they had Rizzo playing out there concussed. It seems like the Yankees uh, never know about the health of their own players, so I would bet that it's they, they didn't know that this guy had back surgery in December coming off Tommy John, and his back flared up to the point. They probably didn't find out until pitchers and catchers reported this week.
4: All right, one last point. There's a Yankee prospect who's extremely intriguing, and when you go down there, I want you to keep an eye out for him. His name is Ben Rice. He's a left-handed hitter. He went through the system very quickly this past year. He hit, like, 324 last year, I think. Um, I think he, he had some double-A action. He's left-handed, supposedly can slash, has power. His glove is a little suspect, supposedly. He
0: He's can a play catcher. First.
4: He can catch, he can play first base, and he can play a little outfield. Keep an eye out for him. I want to get your report on this guy.
1: Yeah, I'm going to be looking for all these guys. Uh, I, I'm... Hopefully, you know, it's set up where I can, uh, uh, you know, just go to the ballpark by myself and hang out for a while. But, yeah, appreciate your call always, Bruce. Thanks for it. Yeah, you know, the Yankees, they that's their M.O. Not knowing the health of their own guys. That's their M.O. trading for damaged goods. That's their M.O. Uh, hitting us with something in spring training. Spring tra- training starts, and it's like, oh, well, uh, we acquired – Left-handed pitcher Clayton Andrews from the Milwaukee Brewers, and to make room on the 40-man roster, uh, we were, we 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 placed right-handed pitcher Scott Efron on the 60-day injured list. Don't worry about it. <laughs> what <laughs> were you talking about? We haven't seen that guy. That, that Cashman. That Brian Cash. The last deadline. And, like, Cashman keeps talking about we're not done till pencil's down. Well, listen, bro, the last deadline that you made moves because you didn't do anything in 2023, the last deadline that you made moves in 2022 when the team was projected to win 100-plus games and go on to the World Series compared to the 98 Yankees, that was a disaster class, not a master class. You literally, like, we went over it last night. I'm going to pull it back up. I don't even have to pull it back, back up. You traded away Jordan Montgomery. Montgomery goes to be an ace with the Cardinals and then wins a World Series. You trade him for Harrison Bader in a walking boot. <laughs> the best move you made was getting rid of Joey Gallo. Uh, tune into the fan tomorrow for Joey Gallo Day. You trade Joey Gallo away for Clayton Beter. Hopefully Clayton Beter becomes something. I would have taken a bag of chips for Joey Gallo. That was the best move. But other than that, Lou Trevino... And Frankie Montas, you give up J.P. Sears, Ken Waldachuk, and Luis Medina? Come on. Those guys were, were not available at all last year. You pivoted from Luis Castillo to those guys. You traded for Benintendi. Benintendi played a month for us. And then he got hurt, and he had no interest in, in hurrying back. Right? Like, I don't know, man. It's like When you look at a trade deadline, the trade deadline for a team like the Yankees, where the Yankees, I remember going out to L.A., and, and uh, shout-out to my Cholos, let's go Dodgers, Dodgers fans. Like, yo, we'll see you in the World Series. And I'm like, you know we're not going to meet in the World Series because the Dodgers were in first place in the National League. The Yankees had the best record in the American League. At the deadline, you're supposed to give yourself a better chance to get to the finish line. And what'd you do? You just made a couple moves at the buzzer that were damaged goods. Man, that... Trade deadline is looking worse and worse. And the offseason before that, you traded for IKF Donaldson and Ben Rort vet. Fire Cashman. I'm just kidding. I'm not a fire Cashman's Cashman. Cashman's a guy. Man. Yeah, Cashman's a man. Keith McPherson on the fan. We'll be right back.
3: Call from
4: mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
0: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. New York. Not done! Job
1: not finished. Job not done. Keep McPherson on the fan. Let me wrap up my uh, next 25 minutes here. I'm off tomorrow, but I'll be back on on Sunday, 9 to 1. And, uh, yeah, you guys enjoy Joey Gallo Day tomorrow. And make sure you bring up the fact that the Yankees disrespected A-Rod even more by giving that bum Joey Gallo number 13. And that was another Brian Cashman masterclass trading for Joey Gallo. And, yeah, as we talk about the eternal GM, like, I'm not a fire Cashman guy, but I don't know how you could be a Cashman guy at this point. I think I used to be. I used to I used to be a, like, nah, yo, in cash we trust. Cashman rules everything around me guy. But, like, hey, just follow the moves. Follow the moves. That 2022 trade deadline <laughs> – it gets worse and worse. It's a fireball offense. If you weren't Brian Cashman and you were any other GM and the Yankees looked back at what you did in 2022 when the team was being looked at as the next team to win the World Series, I think they, they got to like 50 wins in, and, and I don't remember exactly, but it was a really fast pace. Like Any other GM would have been fired for fumbling that deadline leading to the Yankees being swept in the ALCS. But not cash, not cash. He's above it. He's above it, man. You got to you got to look at the full resume. You got to look at what he's done in his full time here. I know. I know. I know. What
2: an incredible human being.
1: Yeah, now Stroman is uh, is drinking the Kool-Aid as well.
2: <laughs> Someone who's very personable.
1: You know. Uh Brian Cashman, thank you for the contract and making my dreams come true. Forget what I said about you on Twitter. 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 Who even cares about Twitter? Elon Musk bought it. Called I'm it shows right now. <laughs> I'm getting, I'm getting chills right now thinking about what I'm going to tweet when the Yankee fans boo me in Yankee Stadium. Just Stroman, delete the apps, bro. That's what I was saying today. Like, he's still posting on Instagram. Just delete the app. If you're actually locking in, if you're actually going zero dark 30, delete the app. Just delete the app. You don't need to post at all. See, this is something that I do. And I was talking to my mom about this. Hi, mom, if you're listening. I do what's called screen break, and I was doing it for years. I was doing it when I had no followers. It's just a healthy thing to do, like a play on words, like spring break. Take a week-long screen break. See if you can do it. Now, obviously, we need our phones for GPS. We need to check our bank accounts. Uh, We need to call our loved ones. But, man, social media is so toxic, and it it fills your brain with nonsense. You need to take a break from it. So I used to have self-imposed screen breaks, and I would try to line them up when I had – Holidays or breaks from work, because you also obviously need to be on your phone for work. Now it's almost impossible for me to do. But the last spring break I had was around Christmas. So much so, um, I started Josh Jacobs in Fantasy L. I was like, oh, I just hadn't been on my phone. They kicked off that Raiders-Chiefs game at 1. I was on screen break. I wasn't on my phone. Uh, But, like, if you're really about that, like, if you really want to focus on something and lock in which I wanted to focus on my wife and my son and be present for my family. I deleted Instagram, I deleted Twitter, I deleted TikTok, I deleted YouTube, I deleted Facebook, I deleted any social media app where I could scroll and see some nonsense or you know even Facebook Messenger, any place that someone could message me some nonsense that would be about nothing. I deleted it to make like a a time for a mental health break. And if I was a professional athlete, A lot of these professional athletes have people run their social media, or don't need it at all. I worked at Rock Nation. I I was able to log into Leonard Fournette's Instagram, Todd Gurley's Instagram. Like these guys don't—they don't need it to do what they're doing. Um, Really, I remember like talking to these guys. Like, I remember like not to throw Todd out there. Shout out to Todd if he hears this. Like, Todd had hella uh, Instagram models in his DMs. (laughs) I was like, what a life. (laughs) I'm like, yo, I saw this is verified. Checking your DMs, bro. Anyway, my mouth's watering already. <laughs> my mouth's watering already. That was that was classic. Hey yo, all right, let's take the rest of the calls we've got. C-Mac is coming up next. Another five-hour KM to AM. Let's see what Leo out in Brooklyn wants to talk about on the fan. What's
8: go What's up, man? Keith, how are you? I'm good. Hanging in there. Um, Thanks for calling. I was gonna talk about like basketball, Knicks, Nets, but I was you talk can, about you the can, game. you can, you <laughs> can. Uh, I might talk, I'm not even. I'm not gonna talk about that. But I'm gonna talk about the uh, the Yankees and like how like the Yankees haven't done enough this off season to show that they're all in. Like the Yankees have so many question marks still in that lineup. Like Stanton, DJ. I mean, Glaber's have Glaber's due for a contract. So let's hope he has a you know a contract. year. I still do not want to resign him. But then you have guys like um, Rizzo. like. First of all, the Yankees haven't had a a, a traditional leadoff hitter since like Brett Gardner, and that was towards the tail end of his career. Gardner,
9: go yeah.
1: yeah, I'll say say this, and, Leo. They and, they have guys under contract. You know, they they have guys that they gotta play because they've been under contract for years, and they can't just move yeah. everybody out and say we're going all in. Let's get everybody. That I think the all in move was Juan Soto. I think obviously they add. Stroman knowing they need pitching. They're looking at some of their moves to pan out. They're looking for Rodon to bounce back and be a good player. They're looking for DJ LeMay to show that his career is not over. They're looking for Rizzo to not be concussed and do what he does. Giancarlo Stanton was one of the most feared hitters and MVP in this league. They're looking for the guys that they committed to 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 actually show up and play and perform.
8: Yeah, but you think Rizzo, non-concussed, is a a three-hitter or a four-hitter? You I think Stanton. You think Stanton's healthy is a is a cleanup hitter or even a five hitter. I think they could be Stanton.
1: Like, yeah, I, I think Rizzo was off to a great start last year. I I always reference Rizzo Mandalorian bobblehead night. If anybody has that bobblehead, that is one that I did not get, and I, I mean I had a baby and I had to stay yeah. home. But like that night, he looked like one of the best players in the league cool. and definitely on this team. And I think he could t- return to form. I think Stanton's motivated too. I I mean. Can they be four or five hitters in this lineup? Yeah. They're they're about to be.
8: I think Rizzo gets a pass because his concussion. He doesn't get out of my nerves as much as Stanton. But like this like DJ now, like I give him one more shot and you're gonna have to move him. Because listen, the guy can't run. He's not he's not agile. All he could do is hit. And if you're gonna if you're gonna be that one dimensional, you're gonna have to hit. And listen, plugging him in into the one hole, yeah, you know, it's just, He's not a, but he's still not a traditional leadoff hitter. Like those batting title years he had with us, he had to lead off because he was our only, him and Judge were our only competent, two competent hitters. But if you think about it, if you had a traditional leadoff man in, like let's just say, twenty one or I'm sorry, twenty one he missed the playoffs, but let's say nineteen, right? All those all those leadoff base hits he was getting in the playoffs, right, could have been driving in runs, but Yankees failed to get him that health, and now he's been on the radar for Yankee fans. Like, like I'm saying, he's been he's on my radar because he's not the same player he was three, four years ago.
1: It's- yeah. Thanks for the call, Leo. Um, I, like, so I, I like I get what you're saying, I, I, but like, listen, like we know what DJ was. We know what he. We need him to be. They signed him to be that. He's. I think now just on the second or the the other half of his six-year, ninety million dollar deal. I remember. What he was. I remember how he was automatic with runners in scoring position. I referred to him as DJ LMVP. All of us referred to him as the machine. Last year, the year before that, I was referring to him as the washing machine because he was washed. And the guy's getting up there in age, but this is a guy that has a batting title in the National League, in the American League, and uh, I think he's motivated this year to get back. And if you watched, and that's why I question some of y'all, if y'all actually watched these games, If you watched in the second half of the season with Sean Casey as the hitting coach and not Dylan Lawson, I think he started to find something. So fingers crossed that he can get back to that. Fingers crossed that, like I said, he's not a new father now. And his life has changed some. And you know what? Money changes people, right? He hit big money. He got the money. Like He came in here on a two-year, $24 million deal, I believe. And um, the Yankees were able to keep him and had to pay him. He was—this guy was getting MVP votes. Like, it is what it is. I'm not worried about DJ so much. I am worried about John Carlos Stanton because of the money he makes and what they need him to be until Jason Dominguez comes back. Then I'm not worried about Stanton so much at all because then you're going to put Juan Soto in the DH spot. And you're put Dominguez in center field and Judge in right field and put Verdugo in left and then whatever. So— I I, I get it. I get the pessimism. I get the Yankee fan. Like, you guys all copy each other. You guys literally just all say the same things. You just recycle everybody else's takes from Yankee's Twitter. Oh, they haven't done enough to show that they're all in. To you, right, that's your opinion. They feel like they have enough talent. They feel like if healthy, they have enough guys, and they are all in. Going to get Juan Soto and not letting that fall through the cracks, but that was the all-in move. Now, yeah, we want them to get another frontline starter. But, like, if you actually think about it, the guys that they have in this rotation, when you look across the American League East and the American League, like, well, I don't know, I guess I got to tap into MLB Network when they start ranking, like, the top rotations in baseball or whatever. It's not like they have bums. But what they have is guys that were hurt last year for half the year, so you're worried. Last year was last year. You got to get current. It is 2024. 877-337-6666. 877 6666 Chris is in Ronkonkoma next on The Fan.
9: Hey, Keith, how you doing?
1: I'm good. Thanks I'm for calling.
9: calling I, I, I'm thinking the more I think about it, the Mets should definitely trade Pete Alonso. Uh, listen, they they haven't been a winner with him. Uh, there's a player that I would trade him for, and, uh, and I think he's the next Gary Cole. And to see if he can get get get, get you know, th- what do you think about the player? And, he, and his name from the Seattle Mariners is George Kirby. He's a young stud pitcher, and he's on the same track as Garrett Cole was early in his career. And if you look at his stats and everything, he's and, from and, Rye, and New York. Pete, what's that?
1: He's from Rye, New York. You know, that's what I really know about George Kirby. He's 26 years yeah, old. George, he's look from at his
9: stats. He's, uh, he, he's a great young pitcher. If you look at him, if you can get George Kirby, and then tell Pete, we'll go after you in the off season in the off you can say that, and I think Seattle, with Pete Alonso over there, will be very. I mean, might be a dominant force in the American League.
1: Yeah, I don't know if it's that. a guarantee that the Mariners want to make a trade for Pete Alonso. I know the Red Sox tried to trade for George Kirby. I think um, in the offseason. season. Uh, let me look.
9: I'm I- you, he, he's going to win a Cy Young. I'm going to call you in the summer, and, 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 and he's going to he, he, he's going to be a, a top pitcher in baseball very yep. soon. Maybe. Thanks. Thanks for the call, Look, Chris.
1: No, I'm familiar with him. I don't know if he's winning the Cy Young over Garrett Cole or some of these other guys. Corbin Burns is now in the American League as well. Um, but I, I get it. Like, you know, that's a that's a good young pitcher, and you're looking at the Mets rotation, and you're saying, hey, some of these guys in the Mets rotation, nah, bro, they're not going to pan out. And maybe, you know, maybe I can be convinced and talked into trading Pete Alonzo. I'll tell you this, though. You can find starting pitching, you can't find too many other Pete Alonzo's. That's just my humble opinion. I don't know. I've gone on these Pete Alonzo rants for a couple years now on the fan. I'm blessed to go to the All-Star Game every year. He is the Mets ambassador every year. He's in the Home Run Derby every year. He's the one that is wearing the Mets hat and the Mets jersey. He's the one telling other players, come to New York, come be a Met. It's great. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. And he's also the one that gets disrespected. He's also the one that I had Disha come on to the fan to tell y'all he's not a cancer in the clubhouse. Where did that come from? He's also the one that is constantly hearing his name in trade talks now and also wants to get his bag, get his money, and he's not getting that extension right now. He's got to go out there and prove it again just to hit free agency, and Scott Boris is going to Try and get him the money and look at Scott Boris's top five clients right now. They're not signed. So I don't know. I feel I feel for Pete Alonso as I stare at his Pete Alonso jersey up here in the uh studio. I, I feel like that guy gets thrown at. That guy does not deserve the the conversation around his name most of the time and the treatment that he's gotten. And he deserves his payday. I really hope he goes out there this year and balls out and gets it. So uh oh, breaking news. <laughs> The Toronto Blue Jays, man, they're picking up everybody. Especially if they spent time in New York. Eduardo Escobar just signed with the Toronto Blue Jays. Pending physical. So now you got uh, Justin Turner over there, former Met. You've got IKF over there, former Yankee. There was somebody else that they picked up. Not Otani. Anyway, let's keep it rolling because my time is running out. I got 10 minutes. Ross is in Bergen County. Ross, you cannot take the whole 10 minutes. Ross, go.
6: What's going on, Keith? I'm going to have to speak a mile a minute at this point. <laughs> uh, real quick, touch and I saw the Escobar before. You want to talk about coming full circle, easy out Escobar going up to Toronto? You know, last couple of days you have been talking about Frank and the Francesa video coming out. How about him calling the morning show himself this morning? They were talking about him, so kind of coming full circle there. But uh, yeah, I haven't go, heard it yet. All.
1: I got to get to that, and I got to get to the Francesa video. I saw Funhouse put it put it out, and they said yeah. something like, uh, you know, Frank got like three words in. <laughs>
6: Legit, they were real quick. They were doing a bit this morning on the morning show. Where they were just naming out like random, uh, you know, time frames throughout the video. And every single whatever time frame they put out, every single time you just heard Mike's voice. It was the funniest thing. But you know, anyway, uh, you know, if you check that out. Uh, segwaying into your Devils, UN you Frank's Devils. You look at tonight. You see people going. You know that people pay to watch Jack Hughes. You see two one, probably the first loss all season that you can't blame on the goaltending. You know you're the best, best Nico on the team's in the crease. Uh, you know, I see, you see. I saw the one uh, the, the glove save on the odd man rush, but you know, hey, man, you can't. You can't fall back on Vanek or nothing tonight. Uh, you guys got your own issues, but you know, you look at the stadium series coming up. We had a great you know game tonight at the Garden. You know, prayers up to Blake Wheeler. That looked tough. You know, you know, considering his age and everything. I don't know what the rehab process with with that's going to be, but it, it didn't really look good at all. You know, it just kind of a uh, you know already adds uh, insult to injury with the right wing position that they already need to add to in the first place. Now you're probably going to get even more depth, plus the center, even some defense if they want to reassure that up. But kind of you know, final point into the stadium series. I know you, you said you're not going. I don't blame you. Not not only the weather, it's going to be like a freezer over there. It, it always is, you know, in the Meadowlands. But also, I don't know if you noticed, like with the the ice setup, the there is like the the best seat in the house is, is nowhere close to the glass. Like they have like a whole setup. So, like, the be- the best seats in the house, you know, are honestly alive. But, you know, they're really not a good view either. And forget about, like, one of the, you know, upper decks. You know, those are, you know, pricing out like 300 400 So, it's really, you know, the setup's cool and everything you experience. But it is not worth the price. It'll be cool watching on TV, especially since it's local. I believe the first NHL games ever played in that life. But in terms of going there, like, in-person experience, I haven't heard a single person ever say it was enjoyable in person. But it- it'll be neat for, you know, the locals. I'm looking forward to checking it out.
1: Yeah, I think it'll be a good watch on TV. Thanks for the call, Ross. Uh, MetLife Stadium sucks. Nobody talks about that as their favorite stadium. It was actually voted as the worst stadium to play at by NFL players. But I think it's going to be cool on TV. Drone footage, uh, seeing the fans, man. I-, I know a bunch of people going that are just planning on going to tailgate a hockey game like they tailgate football games. And, um, you know, hopefully the Devils get a win. They need all the wins that they can get. Let's go to Chris in the Bronx on the fan. My time is running out, but you got it, Chris.
7: What's up, Keith? Some of your negative Yankee fans are driving me nuts, man. I, bro, I, I,
1: I deal with it all you day online I, and on air.
7: Listen, here's how I look at it. I'm happy with the Yankees offseason. We got Juan Soto, the best hitter out there. You hit him behind Judge. Now other teams can't just walk Judge because Soto's gonna, he's just going to hurt you when you pitch to him with men on base. And they picked up Marcus Stroman. Man, he's a really solid pitcher. And with run support, I think he could be a good number three or number four. And I look across town, the Mets, they lost Scherzer, they lost Verlander. They got nobody. If you're a Yankee fan, you've got to be happy with the offseason.
1: I am. I'm excited. I I know that they're not going go to go 82-80. and I watched all those games last year. I just understand that if they're even remotely healthy, they're going to compete. And I also look at the rest of the league. I understand that, right? We are spoiled. We're spoiled as hell as Yankee fans. Like, they, we haven't done enough. They're not going all in. This isn't enough. Man, they have more than enough to compete and win.
7: They got better is the bottom line. That's what I want out of my team. They got better in pitching. They got better in hitting. I'll take it, man. It's going to be a good season. Have a good night, Keith.
1: Thanks for the call, Chris. Last call of the night goes to Mario in Long Beach. Mario, you're good at getting on the fan, bro.
10: Thank you, man. Nice, nice show. Always nice talking to you. Thanks. I got one quick uh, comment about the Knicks, and then a question for you about the Nets. So here's the Knicks. I was watching Perkins talk today, and he had the five top ranked teams in the NBA. He had number one, he had the Clippers. Number two, he had Boston. Number three, he had Denver. Number four, he had the Knicks, and number five, he had uh, Milwaukee. Now, according to him, they surpassed Milwaukee. Milwaukee's having problems. I believe the Knicks can definitely beat Milwaukee right now, without a doubt. I've been watching them, you know and they're they 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 have they're having a problem with Lillard. They were much better off with uh G-Grew Holiday and uh and Grayson Allen than Beasley and Lillard I think, you know.
1: Yeah, I think it's going to be an interesting second half. I think nobody really knows how it's going to go. Like we we can speculate, but like let's see how the Knicks get healthy and get whole and uh get back to playing good basketball and it's it's not going to be right after the All-Star break. Like so I here's think, my
10: question. About the, uh, the Nets, what would you do if you're the owner to turn around the Nets? What would you, you do? Fire the
1: coach? Like, no,
10: no, I mean in terms of besides that, what, what would you do in terms of the players? Would you build around mikhail Would but, you blow it up? Or what would you do?
1: There's nothing they can do for this season, right? You fire the coach. I would fire the coach. um Not now, but right now, I would have been fired the coach like a month and a half ago. And they are clearly building around mikhail Bridges. I saw Nets Daily put out there like. It's concerning that the face of the franchise, right, the guy that you're trying to build around, that you refuse to trade, we hear all these reports of first-round picks offered for Mikhail Bridges, it is concerning that that guy has spoken out about the head coach and how things are done and the disconnect, but yet... You're endorsing this head coach. This head coach has an extension to be here until 2027. Um, I don't know. The math ain't mathing. Something's got to give. So I'd start by letting Jacques Vaughn go. And I know that they don't really love Jacques Vaughn because he was the interim coach in the bubble. And then they hired Steve Nash, who had no experience. So... you you find the head coach but then players players wise you got to get ben simmons out of here i don't know attach him as an expiring contract to somewhere next year if anybody's dumb enough to take him get him out of here you have some young players you have some veteran players you have a a nice little nucleus of guys but they're not following this head coach and ben simmons is a waste of space and your future is kicked so far down the road like the nets i don't think are going to be good for like three years maybe four so so
10: what do you think Jeff Van Gundy, I'll uh, hang up and listen to your call. You have a good evening. I know I know you're signing off in a few minutes.
1: Thanks. Yeah, thanks for the call. Jeff Van Gundy, I think, could figure it out better than Jacques Vaughn. And sorry, Jacques Vaughn, it is what it is. This team is terrible. This team lost by 50 points the other night. It's embarrassing, and they're not responding to you. And that's what Steve Nash said before he literally signed off in mutually parted ways. They're not responding to me. Like, my voice is is nothing to them. The players don't respect my voice. They're not responding to my words. Yeah, you can't coach them. So if you can't coach them... They can't win because they're disconnected. They don't believe in what your game plan is and what you got to say. And that's all I've got to say, man. That's it. Appreciate y'all. Five-hour KM to AM in the books. And you'll get a five-hour Pete Hoffman Friday night. But then you'll get me on Sunday, 9 to 1. little Sunday, fun day, Sunday service. And I look forward to it. Shout out to the people live on TikTok watching. All the people that tweeted at me. All the people that called. I appreciate y'all. It's always fun. And uh, we'll do this again coming up real soon. I got to check the schedule for next week, right, with the All-Star break. I should have a couple 5-hour KM to AMs lined up. And C-Mac's coming up next with his 5-hour show, so you know what he's going to do. Call him up. You know the number to dial. Continue to have a good night. I appreciate everybody. Thank you very much. Keith McPherson on the fan. I'm out of here. Bye.